Hi folks, and welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Property Investment Podcast. Great to have you with us today. I'm your host, Ziv Nakajima again, and today we're going to chat some more about Japan's economic climate and how that translates into property investment here. We've already dug into this subject in some detail in the past when we discussed investment strategies generally, and also again a couple of months ago when we explained what Abenomics, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's economic policies are all about. We tried to gauge the effects that they've had up to this point in time, but how should all of this affect us as investors as far as timing is concerned? Is now a good time to invest in Japan, or should someone considering investment here wait and if that's the case, what exactly should we be waiting for? So to help frame the topic a little bit, here's a question that we received a while ago from a potential client. It goes like this. I have read that Japan is in recession now and no one knows when it would come out of it. Is now a good time to buy Japanese property for personal use or investment? Well, there are a few aspects here that we should really address separately Firstly, in regards to investment versus personal use, the criteria for purchase here should be, and usually is, quite different. So it's really not something that should be compared. On the most basic level, buying a holiday property or buying your dream home doesn't really make investment sense in most cases. What attracts people who can afford to buy a place, both location-wise or design-wise, and what attracts people who cannot afford to buy a place and are looking for a place to live, to rent, these criteria can be vastly different. If you're leasing a place out on a short-term basis to holiday makers and so forth, criteria can be a little bit more similar, but if you're looking at standard long-term leases, which is the stable, more um, um, ordinary way that people usually go, it's very likely that the place that you'd want to live in wouldn't make much sense investment-wise, and vice versa. A place that would provide great results investment-wise would, in most cases, not necessarily be a place that you'd want to live in. So it's best to separate those two things when considering whether to buy into any property or not. The second thing is that regardless of how an economy is doing at any given point in time on the macro level, there are always micro factors to consider. A particular location within a country or a particular asset class or investment strategy could be yielding excellent results at a particular point in time, regardless or even because of a macroeconomic slump. So if we take Japan as an example, the rapidly aging population here, which is bad news on a macroeconomic level, spells great opportunity for investors who enter the assisted living segment, for instance. Stagnant economic growth and a difficult climate for new businesses means excellent news for the shared office space segment. Declining rents in prime Tokyo retail locations and shopping centers, which is caused by people shopping more and more online, means that there are some excellent moves that can be made in the logistics and warehouse sectors that serve the online shopping industry, and so on and so forth. So as much as we like macroeconomics for the purpose of providing general indicators and trends info, we shouldn't take this as the one true gospel as far as whether one should or shouldn't be investing in any particular country at any given time. It does take a bit more research and familiarity, as well as consideration of your own individual investment criteria and goals, to determine what and how one should invest in any given time and in any given location. 
Now, back to the original question regarding Japan's um, so-called recession. Firstly, I would argue that technically Japan has been in back-to-back -back technical recessions mode for most of the time since the early 90s, when the last big property bubble burst here. We've seen some short periods of economic growth, the longest and most recent one in the last few years, but in essence, a shrinking population pretty much guarantees that anything beyond super positive overall economic trends will immediately result in a technical recession, simply because without rising population numbers, GDP expansion um, simply cannot be retained for any extended periods of time. There's an excellent article that I'd highly recommend um, that was published a couple of years ago in Vox Business and Finance by Matthew Iglesias, a journalist who correctly states that in the context of a working age population that's shrinking at 1% a year on average, an economy that is only shrinking at 0.8% per year is actually doing okay. So it's important to differentiate between technical recession and a depressed economy. As anyone who's been in Japan any time in the last 30 years knows, either as a tourist or as a resident, Japan isn't really showing any of the signs typically associated with a depressed economy or a country in economic crisis. On the contrary, it's a very consumer-oriented society, extremely low unemployment figures and crime rates, a healthy, bustling consumer market, and the same held true all throughout 1990 to 2012 when it was technically in freefall deflationary mode. Since 2012, other factors have also started improving. The price index is steadily climbing, workforce participation by working age adults is at a record high, and even inflation at a healthy level has been reintroduced to some degree, which is significant if we'd like to see those positive trends continue on the long term. So not exactly the typical recession-like images that we're used to seeing in other countries all around the world um, that have been in recession. Now, all of this isn't to say that Japan doesn't have its share of problems, of course, as we've discussed here many times in the past. The aging and declining population, as well as the huge debt-to-GDP ratio, although, although it has shrunk recently, are still huge issues. And until they're addressed um, to a long-term degree, either via immigration or an increase in birth rates, um, a general mindset in the investment uh, mindset of for, for companies and the population here, or ideally a healthy combination of all of the above, until that point, technical recession is bound to hit here again and again. But from our perspective as property investors, and as far as local consumers are concerned, this actually means very little. Japan is still an intensely consumer-oriented culture. It is still the world's second biggest property investment market, transaction-wise. And if anything, falling property prices and economic downturns mean that better and more affordable deals are easier to find. When things look brighter again, prices go up, it becomes a seller of market, and people can then realize their capital growth profits if they do happen. Or they might even be able to raise rents, if possible, to maximize their profits on existing assets. These are different strategies for different economic climates. But as long as the country that you're invested in or would like to invest in has a regulated, well-documented business environment and is legally supportive of incoming foreign investment, and these are all boxes that Japan ticks and will continue to tick for years to come, 
The country remains a profitable long-term investment destination, provided again that one focuses on monthly rental yields and cash flow and avoids deals that are too speculative in nature and depend on economic factors that cannot be uh, forecasted or banked on. That's probably it from us today, folks. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. And as always, we'd love for you to share this content with your social networks or anyone that may find it interesting. Do subscribe to our podcast if you haven't done so already. And we'd really love for you to leave us a rating score wherever you may have found us on the iTunes store, Google Play store, or anyone anywhere else where you might have uh, spotted this podcast. We're looking forward to having you with us again next time. And until then, from all of us here at NTI, we're wishing you a great week, a fantastic weekend, and above all, happy investing. (laughs) 